0: What's up, fanboys and fangirls? It's Mike and Mark here from LRMOnline.com, bringing you another exciting episode of LRM TV Podcast. In this week's episode, it is jam-packed with news, reviews, and a little bit of predictions. We're going to talk about some of the shows that got ordered straight to series, and also some of the shows that got greenlit for another season, and then also talk about our reviews of The Flash, Arrow, and Gotham this week on top of giving our predictions for the big WWE pay-per-view, SmackDown backlash and give our thoughts on what's going to happen tonight. So take a listen. Let us know what you think at the end of the podcast in the comments section and give us a review on iTunes if you would be able to. That'd be great. Thank you. In the news this week, all right, um, kind of a surprise on my part, I don't know about you, um, but Fox gave the green light for a fourth season of Gotham, so um, you and I have kind of watched Gotham since the beginning and kept up with this, and we both agree that the first season was rocky, the second season was, was best, definitely the best of the season so far, and season three has been kind of so all over the place that... In my eyes, I thought the writers were wrapping things up because they were given the, the notice that they weren't going to get renewed. Um, you kind of had the same idea. So, Mark, were you surprised with this announcement um, that Fox gave the green light for Gotham for Season 4?
1: You know, I thought... I don't know. It was I was unsure if they were going to, but then when they did, I... I don't know. For some reason, I always felt like there was still going to be a season four. Right. But they honestly have to do a lot of work to get past season four. Like they they really have to do a lot of work if they so, if they want a season five.
0: If you were if you were going into season four, like so you're going to wrap up season three, you're planning out for season four. What would you get rid of? What would you focus more on going into season four?
1: Uh, good question. So I would get rid of the court of owls. Um, okay. it, it it that could be a really good storyline actually, but it's been mishandled. Uh, get rid of Bruce, send him to you know wherever wherever he's at, and if he's train whatever he's doing, just don't don't even bring him up like that. It that should be up to the viewer's imagination what's going on, right? Because yeah. you know we're not we're we're not I mean. We are kind of far removed from Batman Begins, but still, though, like that was something that was still relatively um, recent, I guess, and that has been kind of looked into. And we've talked about it before. It seems like Gotham really hasn't ever been able to figure out what it wants to be. So, you know, at first it was kind of the crime detective thing, and the focus was on Gordon and Bruce. Right. Well then the the villains became the best part and the most popular part so then i think they tried to shift the focus to that and still felt like they needed to have gordon and bruce but they almost didn't know what to do with them so really like i said get you know get bruce send him away whatever he's off becoming batman it's great um And really focus on the villains, really focus on forming this, you know, not only rogues gallery, I guess, which they're kind of doing right now, but it's exactly like it is in the comics. Sometimes these the these guys will all get together, but they're also narcissistic that they can't work together for for like an extended amount of time. Right. You know, so having what I liked about season one was the um, Falcone, um, Maroney, um, like, like the crime boss thing. Like, yeah, yeah, the, the power struggle, which I liked. And they're kind of doing that now with Barbara, but like really putting the people like against each other. It's kind of like, um, I mean, you play the Arkham City video game, right? Right. Yep. Uh So you remember there were like, parts of the city like part was the Riddlers part was Two-Face part was the Penguins you know what I mean yeah yeah and like even doing that and having the focus on them and this constant struggle um, for power uh, I think would be you know really great and even if you have that kind of going on and you want to bring in a fairly consistent type of storyline Start bringing Harvey Dent back into it a little bit. I'm not saying you need to make him two-faced, but start bringing him back into it a no, little I bit. No, I definitely agree with that. <clears throat> um, and I just... I mean, here's the thing. When it works, the focus is on the villains, so just use that and keep it going. You know, this... I like this kind of Riddler versus Penguin thing we have going on right now, you know, and and bringing some of these other individuals into it. I, I, I like that. And then, obviously, barber's getting involved. I like... Barbara and and Tabitha and what they have going on as well um I don't know I think that's the route to go to be the most successful and I don't know maybe bringing Jerome back for a little while or something like that yeah I definitely agree with you on that
0: um like the show's really got to focus on the villains and it I would not be bothered (laughs) if you know Bruce was gone Alfred was gone um even parts of like so much of jim gordon gone and focus really like on the villains because that's basically what's worked make gordon a minor character you know that Mm kind of interferes in the crime syndicates and you know and not be the mainstay but just kind of you know show up here and there you know and and that but yeah like i agree like when gotham first started and. I originally thought for the first season was going to be more about the power struggles between the Falcone family and um the uh Fish Mooney and Marode. um mm-hmm. and I I thought that would be a great concept to work on is like the struggle the power struggles between the crime bosses and how it develops into this, you know, city that what we see basically when Bruce does come back is so torn apart and you know run by you know these you know crime bosses and then you know get a little bit of the of the beginning of the villains there but it seems like it's taken on too much too fast too soon type deal you know it, it's well, that, like I agree with you the court of owls could have been a great storyline and that falter. they it looked like it, that was going to be the focus of the second half of the season. With all the teasers we got from this in the first part, and then that kind of just faltered away.
1: Um, well, the weird thing with that, too, is I feel like when they did the Theo Gallivant thing in season two. Right like th- they were kind of tiptoeing on the court of owls type of story with like right, yes. you know, when they were like the pillars of Gotham and this and that, and I thought that's what it was gonna be. He was in like the I don't know that the monk group or whatever, right. you know, and <clears throat> I was like, oh, this is gonna be Court of owls, and it wasn't, and I was like, oh, okay, but then, so yeah, I, I it's this weird kind of overlap, and like you know, like you said, it could have been a really awesome story, but it was just mishandled, so I'd rather all them almost. You know, just kind of scrap that and get rid of it. One of the, um, you know, my favorite comics is the Tim Sale and Jeff Loeb, um, Long Halloween, obviously. Yes, that's a good one. And, and in that, you know, you had the crime bosses versus the freaks. That's why I kind of like that they're calling them freaks, because that's what the Maroni and Falcon and all of them called them. Mm-hmm. You know, they called them the freaks. And it was the freaks versus, you know, the, the mob. And that whole power struggle was really awesome. So you know kind of take that idea and and just go with what is working which is the villains and have them fight for territory, you know?
0: No, I agree, yeah. Like so if I was planning out season 4, I would I would kind of go the same way with you and scrap all the the Court of Val stuff, scrap the Bruce Wayne storyline, get rid of him. And what would be sad. It would, you know, um, we'd have to get rid of Catwoman because she really wouldn't have a place. I mean, you might have her as a minor character
1: here and there. Yeah, um, unless she starts like helping Ivy or something yeah. like that. But yeah.
0: Um. But then, and then, focus on the crime bosses. Focus on the rise of the Penguin. Focus on the rise of the Riddler. Um. The Falconies
1: mm. and and see how that goes. Because. Well, and here's the, that would make sense too, because then. You know that would show this real deterioration of Gotham, right? right. And then where you know that happens over what a ten-year time span, or and then Bruce comes back and is ready. I mean that that would make sense in the, um, you know, in the sense of the comics.
0: Right. Exactly. So
1: <clears throat> yeah. I mean. Speaking of though, how about that? How about that nod to? Michelle Pfeiffer and Batman that was cool. There at the end, right? That was cool.
0: I thought that was a good. If they did more of those little things, not like take over the entire episodes, but just do little things like that, definitely would be awesome to see.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: But I definitely enjoy the show. I just think that this season tried to take on too much, um, and almost yep. you know, simple is better. So
1: I almost felt like I was watching like movie serials, you know, like, remember right. old school serials that was just, like, a one-off because they had such little quick stories that, you know, I mean, even if you look at um, uh, Gordon's uncle, it looked like it was going to be this big thing, there was this big reveal, and then, like, three episodes later, it was, like, when he shot himself, and it was like, oh, okay, well, there that went. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, all right.
0: Second piece of news, uh, going to the CW, it seems that the CW is going to have a fifth superhero show added to its list, and that will be Black Lightning. Um, This week it was announced that instead of just doing a pilot, they're going to order it straight to series, and now we're going to get Black Lightning added to the list of Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash, Arrow, and now... Um, Black Lightning. So, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Legends of Tomorrow because originally it was slated in the Thursday spot. It didn't do so well in the first half of the season, so they moved it to follow right after the Flash, and it seemed to pick up more viewers that way. Do you think they're going to do something like that with Black Lightning and maybe put it right after um, Arrow or Supergirl?
1: Um, uh, yeah, that's kind of tough because I think... I think you'd be better off putting it after one of the other shows for right now to kind of keep viewers in because I I think one of the reasons why Legends had kind of struggled at first is like you said, like it was on Thursday. So a lot of people were already into Flash or already into Arrow, obviously. And I think sometimes people just wouldn't think to tune in on a Thursday. Right. Right. So I think sometimes, I mean, you know how it is, especially – for me if I'm watching Arrow or Flat or any of the shows and you obviously watch the end to see the you know, the previews for the next episode, then right after that it cuts into the next show. Right. So, you know, right when it cuts into that next show, you know, with Black lightning or whatever, it's, you know I think people would be mo- more prone to kind of stay on and, and, and watch and see what it's all about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that the smart thing would do is put it either after Arrow or after Supergirl, um, or move maybe Legends to after Arrow since it's already got a sustainable audience. And to me, it seems like that show has the most connection, maybe with Arrow now that um, you know Sarah Lance is the leader of the team and it, you know has more of the the Arrow tie to it. Um, and then put Black Lightning after Flash since Flash seems to do. The best viewership-wise, and gain an audience that way, and then maybe season two try to do it out on Thursday or Friday night. Because um, to me, Black yeah. Lightning doesn't have the 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 amount of fans or just general knowledge people to say, okay, I'm gonna sit down and watch this show. So it's really gonna have to work for its audience. Similar to Legends, I mean, what worked for Legends was that all the characters had already been introduced prior. To the show starting, it basically formed from the Flash and Arrow, so that wasn't difficult to sell. Um, this one will be. I think it's going to be similar, kind of like how iZombie is right now on the CW. That it's got a following. It's not humongous. It's not pathetic. It keeps its, you know its same viewership, but it's going to need something like that to keep people, you know, entertained. So if they watch the Flash and then go right into into Black Lightning, I think that's going to help it out for. You know, a good solid season, and then maybe look at it second season, moving on. Um,
1: I actually think Supergirl would have done a little bit better if they did that same sort of thing. Right. And started it after another show. I think so too. <clears throat> um,
0: but I mean, so far it, the the viewership has been steady.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I get what they wanted to do, and it, and it does make sense. Is you know, you know, you block out almost an entire week of shows, like right. man you get people coming back, which I mean, makes complete sense.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, think of and they were able to do that four part crossover event. You know, doing it like yeah, that, absolutely, which is good. Now, would you? So, if, with this being ordered a series, we're going to assume now that Black Lightning, because it's on the CW and it's a DC show, that it's going to be part of the Arrowverse. Um, would you do the same type of scenario? as how flash was introduced go on have them have the kind of the backstory or the the origin story on arrow or flash or on supergirl and then walk it right into the show or would you just say all right we're just going to start fresh and have kind of like supergirl you know supergirl started on its own and then we're going to do some sort of crossover event
1: to have black lightning in i i think it i like the way the flash did it Mm -hmm. um just because you know like it, it I mean it made sense and it already put them in the same universe so that they can come back and do that again. And I think that's a good way, especially without it having um, I mean, you know it, it doesn't really you know it hasn't had a pilot or anything and they just went ahead and ordered it, right, right. So I think that <clears throat> I think that having them on a, another show to introduce the character would be helpful for the series itself to, to gain that interest and kind of gauge the audience a little bit more.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. I'm, I'm kind of with you on that one. Is to it, it? I mean, I think that's what sold the Flash on because at the time, you know, Arrow was the number one show on the CW and so many people fell in love with Grant Gustin's Barry Allen character in those, what was it, three episodes, two or three episodes that Barry was on or he was on as Barry Allen? Yeah. It mm-hmm. kind of sold you so then it made the show just jump right into the character. You didn't have to worry about you know doing all the introduction and, and origin story stuff for for the main character. You just all we had to do was get like introduced to Iris West and Cisco and Caitlin, and and that was seemed like it went pretty well. So. Right. yeah All right. The third piece of TV news this week was, um, Deadpool. It was announced that. Um, There will be a Deadpool animated TV series on FXX. um, And this one was kind of a surprise to me. Uh, This one, um, with the popularity of Deadpool in the movie theaters, I wouldn't think that Marvel would want to give out a... I'm going to say on a a limb that Deadpool is probably the most popular Marvel character right now after the movie. Yeah. And... It seems like a risk to me starting off with an animated series that you might, I don't know, it might confuse, not really confuse audience, but if it doesn't live up to the hype of Ryan Reynolds, it's going to tank. I mean, the bar has been set high now. I mean, basically, Ryan Reynolds is, you know, Deadpool. And so, this better be at the same height and level. And I just don't see any type of television show doing what an R-rated Deadpool movie did and, and it working. I don't know. What do you think?
1: No, I, I agree, but I think... Wh- here's what I think... What I think Marvel's really trying to do here um, is take something that they've had that's been successful and put it in some way on TV to catch DC and the TV world, right? Right. Um. Now whether that'll transfer, you know, I don't know because here's the other thing that, you know, you made a valid point one with it obviously being Ryan Reynolds and this and that. But the other thing is how does that then transfer because you had an R-rated Deadpool movie, which was awesome. Yep. But you're going to have to change some of that for the animated unless – they don't and it's I mean is a geared toward adults what's it what's it geared towards I mean yeah are they gonna do, do kinda, know?
0: like do you remember in the 90s um, we had Spawn and what was it Max oh, okay yeah, yeah yeah it Maybe yeah, something yeah. like that because it's FX FXX oh always, that's true you know, yeah it, it, so and you make it late night if you do a 10 o'clock showing then you can do TV mature audience
1: maybe yeah, that, yeah, route? that makes sense um, right
0: because I don't I, I really don't see how you can survive doing what it, it to be true to the character of deadpool right and put it on like an eight o'clock type showing or something no, it's gonna abs- have to be no, late night not. yeah and so yeah i think this is going to be a show that's going to be more successful in like dvr you know and and right. recordings than anything else because it's going to have to be late night you know kind of like how sons of anarchies was on fx it, like you know some seasons they were on at 11 o'clock at night because of the the amount of content they had on there—that's the only time that you know cable television would give them the the time slot so they could do the stuff they wanted to do. So, I mean, it's not like FX hasn't done uh, a you know a risky show before, but I don't know. to in order to live up to the hype that Daredevil is set in the movie world, it's going to be tough. I just, it, it, you know, I I understand why DC doesn't want to do. You know, or is having trouble doing a flash movie because now it's not going to live up to the to the expectations right. of the TV show, and why they don't want to do a Green Arrow different than Stephen Amell in the movies because Stephen Amell is the Green Arrow. I mean,
1: well, you you automatically get those comparisons then, right? You know, the and you're exactly right. If it doesn't live up to the hype, then it's not going to usually really take off right
0: it's kind of like spider-man so it was interesting because i was talking to a couple of my students and you know a lot of my students are big fans of the movies either they're young enough so they still like amazing spider-man or they you know like the toby mcguire one but i grew right. up with the 90s spider-man cartoon show and even a little bit late in the mid-2000s early 2000s was the spectacular spider-man show and i said that actually was my favorite you know And Spider-Man seems to be that character that can go into both realms. I wonder if they're going to try to do something like that, you know, and try to find that balance in between. It would be interesting to
1: see. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's like the route that an interesting route that people are are trying to go now is with the more kind of I I don't really want to say darker, but I guess more adult tone. You know, kind of animated series because that's even what Netflix is doing with Castlevania here soon. You know, so um, it seems to kind of be a a a new trend as well.
0: Do you think it's smart the way Marvel is doing their things, where they have uh, a a Netflix universe? Now they have all you, you know these. I know it's it's owned by uh, by Fox but let's you know if Marvel was able to do a deal with Sony with Spider-Man you would think Marvel would try to work with Fox and Sony with all these different properties and not try to spend spread its you know its wings too far out because you have the Marvel universe and Netflix then you have Fox with their two to three different um X Men shows that are gonna you mm-hmm. know coming out with Legion and then the Gifted that just got ordered to series uh, for Fox uh, Lucifer no Lucifer is not with Marvel and it's uh, Dark Horse but and in, in now with Deadpool it you know and then you have on ABC Marvel's Agents of the Shield are they spreading themselves too thin here like there's too many shows on too many different channels and too many different mediums I think
1: yeah because I think you know what what DC has done is you know it, that's what they did with Supergirl you know they moved Supergirl and so the CW you you have to go to one channel to watch every show right and it's on a different de- well you know Legends, but still and so you always know exactly where to go for me honestly sometimes with some of the Marvel shows it's not that I don't want to watch them but i you know i'm busy so like i forget when they're on or i forget what channel they're on or what station it's on you know what i mean right. and it's like i just it's not that i don't want to watch them but i just i kind of forget so i think it gets lost in some of that sometimes yeah
0: i know i agree the same way i think and, and you know what shows uh being affected the most is uh marvel agents of shields which has still not gotten a green light for A a new season, so I think that's the one that basically that try to start the Marvel universe on television, and it's gonna be the one that gets the first acts because it hasn't, you know, been able to keep up with all the other CW shows and then the ones that are coming out on um, FX. So, so Mm. all right, Um, last piece of well, we'll save that for for next week because it's not official yet, and we'll save. um, okay, uh, TV shows to reviews, okay. Um, starting with Gotham. this week of Gotham, we saw it, it was a very enigma um, centric episode. would you agree? Yep. yeah, I mean yeah. this was in to me, this is what the show needed to be like. you know, focus mm-hmm. on the villains. It's kind of like what we talked about with what we're going to uh, season four. So we basically got Enigma now going head to head against the court of owls. Um, Penguin is rounding up his group to, uh, to go against Barbara, um, and then Bruce is doing his thing, like, normal, um, you know, with, what is it, the clone,
1: um, he's now back in the
0: like that doesn't make any sense to me
1: and the clone is now dying and so the only thing that I can think of with that is that they were hoping to send Bruce away so that he comes back and is the savior of Gotham but like savior as in joining the court of owls yeah but he's gonna come back obviously with but but like I guess that's what they're trying but I don't it's just I don't know I I don't like the whole doppelganger thing, and he's got you know his bloody nose, and he's dying, and yeah. I don't know what's going on.
0: Yeah, and then pushing and Selena out of the the window type deal that was straight out of uh, Batman Returns. Batman right Returns. There. yeah. The well, Nata.
1: the thing too is, I mean, I guess they wanted to have the doppelganger to like continue to put up this front, but I mean. Bruce Wayne is is how old? Like, I mean, I guess he was early what, teens. Going to, yeah, and I mean, he didn't he stop going to school? Yeah, I mean, what, why? So like, going Alfred to school? would be the only person who would know that he's got. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like they had the doppelganger into so no one would know that he was gone. But it's like, I don't. I don't know. It just it seems unnecessary to me. Right. Yeah, I didn't.
0: I, I haven't. I would. Just, which I think the writers are doing trying to scratch the whole clone thing. It didn't pan out as as well as they thought it would. Um, it looks like we're going to get uh, a Selena Kyle transformed into Catwoman now because it, it, it seemed like in season one it was flirting with that and then it kind of got away from that in season two and season three. It now looks like full-on Catwoman, you know, kind of Dark Ooh. Knight Returns type deal. Um, where maybe not in a costume, but definitely has the, the feline presence with her. Um, but right. I really, really appreciated the whole Nygma, uh, storyline this week that, you know, kind of, I, I mean, I would almost love the show if it was just Nygma and Penguin and yep. maybe like Falcone and just do it that way. But, yep. to, you know, to see Nygma and his whole process of becoming the riddler and you know it's got that full transformation now um and now how showing his true powers how he's able to take on um the court of
1: owls you know well the strongest actors on the show have always been you know um cobble pot enigma right yes agreed. um and um i do like the i i sorry i forget his name off the top of my head but the guy who plays harvey Den. Or, or not Harvey Dent. I'm sorry. It's Harvey Bullock.
0: Oh yeah, as uh, Donald um, Loke I think is his name.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've always liked him. He, yeah. he does a good job too. I think he does a really good job in that role. I like his character. Um, but they've always been the the stronger, you know, actors. So continue to use them. You know, and I think I like, you know, Barbara's character and and um, Tabitha. And I just I really think if you continue to go, go that route, like it's gonna, you know, be. At least better, at least consistent.
0: Right. The one thing I didn't like was kind of confusing me is like how now Lee is kind of well, like the narc of GCPD or something, or like the, the oh, what, yeah, she the <laughs> private investigator or something of GCPD internal affairs. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I like there's it's one of those storylines that's a little bit too much, and they could get rid of it, you know. And wouldn't bother me one bit. That that didn't make any sense to me at all.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, she just seems hell bent on Jim being, you know, I don't know, going under or whatever. But so. she's a bitter woman. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, out of the say past four episodes, how would you? Where would you put this one? I like. I to me, it's probably the best one in. in oh the yeah, absolutely. Four weeks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This. Like when I did my article on this, I mean it was. I I mean I overall and pretty much enjoyed a majority of it. I mean I didn't you know I obviously wasn't perfect, but it was much better than a lot of what we've seen, um, especially recently. But yeah, I, you know I I enjoyed the episode. I thought it brought back a lot of elements that um, made me originally like the show. Right.
0: So. Oh, no, I definitely agree mm-hmm. with that. All right. Um, moving on to the other show we focus on a lot is the uh, the Flash. Huh. So to me, uh, like I am <laughs> seriously disappointed, um, uh. in either the writers or whoever, because it seems like in the past three weeks we have not we've gone like at a snail's pace of a storyline. Um, I don't know how they filled in three full hours in the past three weeks of shows, um, and all we've gotten out of it is we now know who Savitar is. We kind of understand. I like the the whole <laughs> time remnant going, like the the infinity symbol that Cisco put on the damn board and showing the loop of you know, like that to me blew my mind. I was like, you got to be kidding me! They're literally, like they're gonna exp- the writers expect someone, you know, to sit there and actually like comprehend all that. But over three weeks, all we've gotten is we know who's... It's, it's, Caitlin's transformed into, Killer Frost. Savitar is. A time remnant of Barry, and we know that somehow Savitar knows to keep one time remnant alive, throw the time remnant into the Speed Force, at the you know, in the locked in there, and then that will become Savitar to hate Barry Allen, to kill Iris West, to make Barry become Spider-Man
1: Three, Barry Allen of the future. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it just it. And so, like, let me, so he wants Barry. He wants to kill Iris. So Barry is all depressed. And then, so like, then the avatar Barry can now be like the main guy. I, it. I it just, like, I have no clue. It, yeah, I just. All right, so. You know, at the beginning of the season, they started off with Flashpoint, and we had talked earlier about how, like, it didn't last nearly as long as we thought it would. It was, like, right. you know, three, four episodes, whatever it was. But I thought it was still handled well, and it made, you know, it made sense. And, but then they just, I think they overcomplicated everything. So then it was going to the past again, and then going to the future, and then every time they're messing something up, and there's all this time, and it was just, it. it I feel like it overcomplicated everything and it just doesn't I don't know, I I think the whole time remnant thing, I I think it would have been better if just hey, the Savitar ended up being, you know, Ronnie or Eddie somehow, something like that. Ronnie would have
0: made much a lot more sense.
1: Right. Right. In
0: Do you realize Do you realize in three seasons that the three main villains we have no clue why they hate Barry Allen so much. We still don't know why, like, from the show perspective. and We kind of know from the comments. Uh, okay, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. so from the show perspective, they have yet to reveal why Eddie Thawne hates Barry so much. Like, yeah. what was the single event that turned the page and said, okay, I hate Barry Allen this much, so I'm going to go kill his mom. We never found, like, figured out why um, uh, Zoom... Was after Barry, yeah. you know, we knew that he wanted to be the the premier, you know, speedster, but the the argument or like of hatred towards Barry mm-hmm. still don't know. Time remnant Barry still don't know. He said like remember because he's to like be like Barry or well like there was something else. He was like I don't want to tell you and stuff. Like I don't want to spoil oh, yeah. it for you. So damn three seasons and everybody hates Barry Allen and we don't know why. Like, the guy must have been a dick, like, in the future and stuff.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. Like I said, it's just way too overcomplicated. And, and even with this last episode, you know, it was just, it ended up being a waste. Like, okay, let's get rid of Barry's memory so then Savitar won't have a memory. Well, that doesn't work. You can't have it both ways. Okay, one. let's give him this memory back. And it was like, Okay, so none of that needed to happen, is what all you're right. telling me.
0: And I hate that it constantly goes back to Flashpoint. You know, I got it when Berlanti said uh, that, oh, Flashpoint's gonna, it's gonna only be an episode, but it's gonna have all these different impacts and stuff like that. But damn, I mean, come on, how many I, things can we go and say? All right, Flashpoint caused this. I mean, I was we,
1: hoping it was gonna have more of an impact on other shows, honestly.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I would, and preferred it really has I literally would have preferred that and said, okay, you know, here's what happens on Arrow. Here's what happens on Supergirl, and all these things change from that. Right. There. But, dang, man, it seems like now for the next however many years we have The Flash, all we can just say is, oh, it's because of Flashpoint. You know, I mean, come on. It, right. Yeah. So, but at least next week we get King Shark to come back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's that's a not, good. Not really time. sure. W- not really sure why he's down there, like guarding that. But hey, you know, yeah, bring him back.
0: So it seems like Savitar. It's like from what I got from the the quick, you know, preview is that Savitar knows that Barry needs that energy source and has King Shark as the bodyguard or like the the mm. like kind of the the watcher over it. And so better than did this-
1: I see right did i see right too that that was um didn't they flash to um oh uh reverse flashes costume yep. at one point yeah the, it's, it's
0: it's not guaranteed there's nothing on the credits of you know of um what's his name being on the, sh- the ep- this episode but i mean yeah. that i can always change right before the episode airs sure but, there is a quick glimpse of Reverse Flash's costume being shown.
1: That's what I thought. And
0: wondering if we're going to get a new speedster or if, oh gosh. you know, E-Board is going to come back, you know. And There's
1: still another Eboard time remnant out there. There's got to be.
0: There's got to be. You can't, can't get rid of
1: And Bad Barry brought him back.
0: Yeah. That would be something. Yeah. But, now, I mean, the. This week's episode, I liked how they used, kind of, well, I don't know, I I, I kind of flipped back and forth on how they use Killer Frost, you know, coming to save the day, but it didn't make sense, right? Frost is her own girl. Why would she need Savitar to destroy Barry when she's doing well by herself? Like, that didn't right. make sense. Why would you, like, Savitar almost killed you when he couldn't remember who he was. Yeah. Or, like, in, you know, and then when you go and and he almost kills you for not killing or, you know, second-guessing attacking Cisco and Barry, why do you need him? Just let that, that kind of storyline go and do your own thing. So, I thought, like, with that happening, you would have saw maybe, like, Frost go off on her own and then that would have been it for her. Maybe see her in the finale, but I didn't understand... But I, I liked how she came back and she worked well with Cisco because I always thought that, you know, Caitlyn and Cisco were a good pairing and that, you know, worked well with the show. But
1: it just felt weird. Yeah, it was cool at the end when her eyes kind of like flashed back yeah, to normal. Yeah, there's still Caitlyn in her or cool. something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, So, but I'm definitely excited for next week as we get King Shark and we also get um, Wentworth Miller coming back as. Leonard Snart Captain and Cold. Captain oh, Cold yeah. and he's I like him better on Flash I mean don't get me wrong Legends is you know is a fun show to watch but I think Wentworth Miller does he's a great actor in that but the character of Captain Cold needs the Flash they're, they're, they're kind yeah. of each other
1: I think, he, I think Captain Cold just works better as a villain
0: right you know um, Dominic Priscilla's Heatwave and how he's changed that character has worked really well you know, right the lovable drunk, but I think yeah, Snart's character needs to be the 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 thief, you know, and constantly yep. looking for the score. So, I'll be looking for that. All right, moving on to Arrow. Okay, so the whole Adrian Chase um, crying and kneeling before Oliver. Hmm. I mean, okay. All of that if I am Oliver Queen Yeah and I'm going up against, you know, this guy who knows me so well and I'm fighting He's been with him,
1: so many steps ahead. Yeah. So many steps and ahead And then
0: I tell him, Hey, your dad doesn't like you and he just kneels before me and says, Kill me now I would be like, No, this is this is way too easy. This is yep. something I would have never up. Yeah, and I don't know. That's just me but um it was finally nice to see green arrow back would you agree
1: my gosh green arrow and prometheus yep <clears throat> and you know some people had said before and i you know i get what they were saying they you know in one of my articles they had said well you know it's the same person uh, under the costume and it, i get that but at the same time the costume gives a persona right right it it, it it changes the character yes it's the same person underneath but at the same time it's not you know it it changes a certain part of them It's this different psychological take on it right and yeah you and that's that's why we you know for me that's why i watch the show for that you know i get i get pumped when i see you know those characters come out um much in the same way as like if you know let's say for flash flash never wore his costume for like a month right right or even look how excited people got when riddler wore the green suit for the first time on gotham right you know like the, the, it does it changes an element to it um so yeah that that part with chase at the end like come on oliver you know better but the thing that i did like about this episode i thought it started off pretty strong at the beginning, like. You think there's this bomb, and then no, it's a, you know, uh, it's a skeleton. Oh, by the way, it's your father. I'm like, but what I liked about it too, though, was that the way they went to reveal it, right? Because like Oliver didn't know who it was, yep. and then like Lance knew, but it didn't come right out and say it, and it kept building that anticipation, and I was like, it's Robert Queen. I was like, oh man, wow, that's really low for. You know, it just it worked, you know, and to have Chase not even be in the first like part of it and have all that working I thought was um I thought was much better than what we've been seeing for a while. Yeah, I mean it's I like
0: I just thought that the storyline and the battles would would just be a lot farther along. And I guess I it's just
1: Oh yeah, I agree with that. Yeah,
0: I mean we're down to two episodes now. Um and I don't know. It just seems like if if this was supposed to be, you know, cuz every you know, remember at the beginning of the season this was supposed to be the the storyline that completes everything and it brings it all together and stuff. I like I'm still left like okay, um there's no way they're going to be able to encapsulate everything to be, to me and say like okay this really ended this storyline here let's move on to the next season
1: <clears throat> well what has me worried especially after watching the sizzle reel is that the next two episodes are going to be super rushed when you had all these episodes beforehand that were a waste right like right. they're stuck down in the whatever so because first of all you know obviously that Slade's supposed to come back and you know that you know Nisa and Talia are si- like so ha- are, are all these things going to happen in better be a one, 3 hour finale two episodes yeah. because here's the because then there's the disappointing part so now when we hear about Slade coming back is this now just like this random like extended cameo for 15 minutes because that will be disappointing right you know right. um so that's that's my worry at this point the episode, just in itself as an episode, I thought was better. But I agree with you that, um, yeah, I don't know. And then the flashback the flashbacks, man, are just. Here's the thing. When I first started watching Arrow, I thought that Oliver was just going to be on the island in flashbacks for five years. I thought right. there was enough you could do with that. Like it's a, it's an island, right? So then you know he's on the island. He got off the island. He's he on went the back island? to the island in season mm-hmm. three. And then he left, and now he goes back again. I'm like, what is happening? Like, just like, he's on, he's off. He's on, he's yeah, off. He's
0: on, he's off. Yeah,
1: just like what, because when you first watched Arrow in season one, you see him and he's got like the long beard and the long hair, which makes you think like he was there for five years, right? That makes sense. Right. But now you're like, what is what is happening? And he cut his hair and he grew it back. It's like I don't know what's happening with those flashbacks. So. Here's
0: here's the deal with me with this season. And it kind of goes to this episode. <clears throat> okay. The whole Robert Queen killing someone thing. Who honestly gives? If I was living in Star City after season one, when you found out that the Queen family was a part of the Malcolm Merlin, you know, destroy the entire city of Star City, would you really even be bothered if Robert Queen killed a man when he was going to kill <laughs> an entire city? Like... And, well, he they actually went through with it because Malcolm had that backup, you know, and took out the Glades. So, like, honestly, why does that even matter? The guy's dead. Like, well, well let's tarnish the Queen that,
1: family. It's already tarnished. Well, and it's not like there's Queen Consolidated anymore right. either.
0: Yeah, what are you gonna take from like, from the...
1: like it's so it's not like his business is, you know,
0: right. And so that to me was like that kind of sums up how piss poor. The the writers have been and, and and just the the story. I think the acting has been great. I think the actors do as best as they can with what they've got. But this one kind of this season, which was supposed to be built up as the season to wrap things up and continue and finish the arc, kind of was has been phoned in for the, the past six seven episodes. It's like where the hell is Artemis? Yeah,
1: God, yeah. You got to bring her back too.
0: You're gonna have to bring her back. But lit Fili- or. Uh, Thea just magically pops in. Hey, I, I took a, a four week vacation, you know, and now well, you oh, know that. she's
1: gonna suit up. You yeah, know of course, you up. know
0: that. That's a that's a given. Um, Black Siren's gonna return. How does she get out of jail? Um, you
1: know, see, I, I, that's that's what's worrying me because we have two episodes left, and so many characters that we know are going to be in it. And I feel like that's the way they "quote unquote" tie the seasons together because you're going to have all these characters in one or two episodes from all four seasons. Prior to this, you know, I just I don't know. I don't. Dude, the icing on know.
0: the cake would be as if somehow, some way, um, Ra's al Ghul shows up, and just and just. I mean, off.
1: well, because we're still let's see, we're still uh, missing someone from season three, aren't we?
0: Malcolm Merlin's... So, you have, from Season 1, Malcolm Merlin. Season 2, Slade Wilson. Season 3, The League, which would be Nyssa and Talia. Season 4, Damien Dark and Hive. Mm, I think the writers just scratched that. There's no one they can bring back. Although Damien is still alive...
1: Don't, bro. Oh, gosh. I hope he's not back. Yeah. Oh, that would be something else. Um, what season was Artemis in? This season. That's it.
0: Artemis has only been in season five, right? Or no. She no, was in, she was... She came out the end of season what's... four because of... Uh, it was four. Because she... Okay. It was... Uh, not Sarah, She but, was just... Um, what's... Who's the sister? Uh, Laurel. Laurel. Laurel died. And that's She right. took over as Black Canary
1: and stuff. And... That's right, because damien dart or someone killed her father or something like that yeah
0: and then she tried to be black canary and stuff like that so i guess artemis will be your your link to season four which we haven't seen artemis but for all of 10 minutes from that one episode when well
1: i think what's disappointing though for me is that the first half of the season i thought was really good yeah you know like they had the tobias church and then obviously, at the time, Prometheus was the throwing star killer who you rarely saw, oh, but when he came in, he about, made an impact.
0: I forgot about what What happened to, um, to the damn
1: vigilante? Oh, yeah. Dude. I forgot about him, too. Yeah, he, he must be dead. He, he got pushed off that roof or something, right? Yeah, but we never saw the body. There, there, there's got to be something with that because, as we all know, like, Adrian Chase of the comics is vigilante. Right. So, and, like, Adrian Chase isn't his real name. It's Simon Morrison or whatever. So
0: they're going to do, like, a so, season two of Flash and have, like, So who's Hunter Hunter's so BJ Garrick?
1: Yeah, I really feel like it's going to be something, like, whoever vigilante is, is going to, It's like, the real... What if that was Ra's uncle?
0: What if the vigilante was Ra's That would be hilarious. Oh,
1: my gosh. I don't even know. I just don't know.
0: We should post an article. There's of, gonna be so like many missing, characters. We should do a missing persons report of Arrow and put all the people that have been missing in this in this season and where are they Right,
1: and and watch them all return and and oh where are they they're oh, in the, the season finale. Yeah,
0: they're sitting behind a rock this entire time watching And
1: it. I think I think what worries me about that is the the writers I don't think have already done a very good job of balancing characters. Hell no. Where's Ragman? Is he gonna come back? Oh, that's he another guy. Back. Yeah,
0: he 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 took a leave of absence. I mean, hell. Yeah, this show has, has gotten.
1: What was the point in even having him in there? Is I mean, the thing
0: to like... make Felicity feel guilty for sending a nuclear bomb to a small town? Just a reminder. <sighs> hey, remember when there was a nuclear bomb gonna hit Star City and you diverted it to a smaller town and you killed thousands of people? Oh, jeez. And then she decides to join a hacker club that,
1: that yeah know, that there's that. least yeah yeah
0: so yeah there's a missing persons report which is funny because the next title of arrows episode is called missing and it should be every single character that's been missing from this season
1: i think like it's gonna be oh jeez. we need yeah. to i'll keep it let's keep a character count next week seriously
0: yeah without a doubt like where the hell are these people Still missing, still missing, still missing, still missing, still missing. I mean, just kill them. Like, if you're not going to do anything major with them, just kill them. I mean, that's at least what the Flash does, you know? Right. Like, or they throw them
1: in the or or they throw them in the um
0: and they starve to death in the um
1: yeah in the damn star labs (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah or they they spend a crap ton of money on Big Belly Burger.
0: Hell yeah, they never really did fit like. Like think that through. Oh, when we capture a metahuman, we'll just tra- uh, keep them trapped in star labs. Well, yeah. What? What if they need to go to the bathroom? What if they need to, you know, to eat? Hey, and yeah. Stuff? Oh, yeah. Well, that's
1: not gonna work. That's out. fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah.
0: All right. So that basically wraps up the shows for this week. Um, this Sunday, though, we got WWE Backlash, the first SmackDown pay per view post Mania. Um, basically, a not too, you know, over-the-top card, um, a grand total of six matches for this uh, pay-per-view. So uh, it's going to be hard to stretch it out for three hours. So I'm assuming there's going to probably be a lot of, you know, uh, hype videos and promos going on and stuff like that. So um, the kickoff match is Baron Cormer, Baron Corbin versus Sami Zayn. Um, which is kind of a filler match because neither one of them has you know, any real like meat in the storylines that are going on right now on SmackDown. So it seems like this is just a, a match to fill time and start the show off right. Um, I'm going to say Sami Zayn, because of his popularity, is going to beat Baron Corbin. Um, yeah. And they're going to try to use the winner of this match to kind of propel them into maybe the... WWE Championship, you know, contendership, somewhere around there. because um, Corbin just had his Intercontinental title shot against, uh, Dean Ambrose, you know, and Mania. Sami Zayn hasn't had any type of title shots recently, so I, I see Sami Zayn winning this one and then either go out to the US Championship or the WWE Championship,
1: but not succeeding. What do you think? Yeah, I think they'll give him a little bit of a title push, um... You know, he is a pretty popular guy. I like him. Um, I mean, all um, the NXTs are getting gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All the NXT Um, guys are getting a lot of love from WWE right now, it seems.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I think they'll give him a little push. And, uh, you know, I think that's fine. This match is okay. I don't know. I'm, you know, it's it's all right. The the one thing that's gotten me is just kind of the – repetitiveness of something so listen i get it like you're going to be doing finishing moves e- like every every match right. i i obviously get that but like some of them who have like secondary moves like you're constantly saying like you know that he's going to be jumping over like Sami Zayn's going to be jumping over top of the ropes and uh, whoever is on the floor right but then it like takes the shock value out of it if you, you see it every mean?
0: week and you see it multiple times
1: right i agree Right, it's kind of like, uh, uh, well, unless you go off on a tangent, but like, freaking the the number of Superman punches that Roman Reigns does <laughs> is so dumb. Like, he just did what when Braun Strowman had his like arm up in the sling, and he did like three in a row, like. <sighs> It just like okay, it's 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 not that great of a finishing move. Then if it doesn't like knock them out, knock them you know. Out. You, I the only time the only time that people kick out of like good finishing moves more than one like is, is on a pay per view, without a doubt. You know, It's just so some of that sort of thing, you know, bothers. I mean, it is cool that Sami Zayn does that, but like I said, I think if you just like keep it for certain things, um, I don't know, might be a little bit better. But maybe I'm being nitpicky
0: no i mean i agree the finisher should be something you know sacred and that when you do do it it's the the end of the match or you know you have your your kick out here and there but it's only one time you know some of these matches go on like 20 minutes with 10 different finishers you know going on um so uh, i agree with you the the match that to me is we've seen it over and over again and i think it's starting to wear itself thin is the uh, six-man tag or six-woman tag match of Naomi, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch versus Natalia Carmella, and, um, and, uh, and Snuka. And they do this almost every pay-per-view now. It seems like Raw or SmackDown, if the women aren't in a championship match or anything they'll they'll put a six man tag and these don't work. Like it was okay once yeah. or twice or like if like you said or we've talked about before if you had a faction form up and it's a faction versus a faction then okay. But like Naomi doesn't fit with Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. Like Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, you have them for the four Horsewomen coming up from NXT. Natalia, Carmella and Snuka are the worst combination. <laughs>
1: ever they are great like sense. individually
0: <clears throat> they're great individually but as a as a group and stuff like that no way I, I just don't see it and so like i will basically go do something else during this match which is sad because i love watching charlotte flair wrestle i love watching becky lynch naomi even natalia um when it's in singles matches stuff like that but this does not has there's no weight to it at all no type of future ramification of it so it doesn't seem like there's anything storyline wise going well and it seemed like the writers just kind of put a pause on the women's division right now and smack down
1: i I mean the thing is too it's like we've talked about before is if you had all of them on the same show you have so many more opportunities you could with with the talent pool that they have with the women right now um you know you could almost have like even even a tag team champions if you had all the women together you know but i just i feel like it's just fairly fairly limited right now right um, yeah. and so you only have you know x amount of stories that you can go through
0: yeah and so uh, this one trying to incorporate all the women of smackdown eh, not so much um so the next match is the the tag team championship which is a uh, the Usos versus Brzango, And the way that Brzango got the, the match was weird because they had that fastest pin competition of tag yeah. teams. And I think it was just a way for the SmackDown crew to get all the tag team matches out there. Um, yeah, I don't see the Usos losing this championship to Brzango because Brzango is not that popular. And it would hurt the tag team division if you had them as the champs.
1: Yeah, I just, I don't particularly enjoy the tag uh the tag teams on smackdown i just i don't know i just don't find them that appealing personally
0: yeah Yeah, it's it's the it sucks because now smackdown like has to in the tag team division has to compete with raw's tag team um you know lineup which has the hardy boys which i mean just the hardy boys alone dominate themselves but then right. you know um Enzo and Big Cass, the Gallo brothers, Cezo uh um Cesaro and Sheamus um you know the this seems like it's a little bit more well defined on Raw than SmackDown so the Usos i think are going to be holding on to this championship for a while and didn't was it New Day um they came oh, over gosh. to SmackDown right
1: Oh yeah, for and yeah and I they, have, that. they
0: haven't even fought a match yet. Yeah.
1: Well, I am, well, one of them's hurt, right? Didn't he like yeah, really three. mess up his ankle? Yeah, but yeah I three know. Of them. Like you can't. Tell <laughs> me that. Well, I don't, I don't understand what they're doing with a lot of that. So I mean, because well, I mean, if you think about it, it's like Nakamura, like he hasn't he hasn't fought since he's been here,
0: right? And they're saving his he his premier match for Backlash.
1: Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, okay, but I don't know. I just. I don't understand why they're not using some people.
0: Well, so the rumor was that Nakamura wasn't supposed to even be debuting until like a week ago. That was the original plan. A week before Backlash or two weeks before Backlash, have him debut, do some sort of type of premiere. But because of the popularity of uh, WrestleMania and how well that went off, And then, I forgot who, but somebody on Raw came out and that was to, like, the... like, over the top from NXT. So then they rushed it and they pulled out... They wanted SmackDown to have the same type of hype. And so they brought in Nakamura. The problem was is that they had to wait basically five weeks for his first official match. And so this whole, like... Remember, he's gone two times into the ring without talking to anyone, just doing his entrance. Then Dolph Ziggler kind of confronts him. And then this past week, they kind of do a impromptu match. Um, but I don't understand why Dolph Ziggler would be his first match. If you're going to try to... I mean, granted, yeah, you, that- we know Nakamura's going to win, so you want to put it against somebody that's, I guess, doesn't mind losing. That's going to It's a yes man for the company, but I just would have thought it would have been if you're going to spend this much time hyping them up, you know, give it, you know, give it a little bit more oomph to it. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I agree with that too. And it's nothing against Dolph Ziggler, but yeah, it's just kind of like, you're going to bring this person in and really like ramp them up. And obviously he's a crowd favorite and this and that. And then, yeah, you just get this kind of, little like sputter like and Dolph of so, like okay yeah. I mean
0: I would have thought if in in my mind if I would have set it up I know it would have been raw heavy but I would have put Shinsuke on raw for a while to go up against Finn Balor to go up against Seth Rollins and get all those yeah. old NXT matches up you know Samoa Joe that would have brought some big hype but who knows
1: <laughs> well I mean if you think about that, like think about Samoa Joe. So, like when Samoa Joe first came on, I mean they threw him like right in with the big guys, you know? Right,
0: exactly. Yeah, because it was Seth Rollins. He attacked right then in the, and then. Yeah. Um. Who do you have his first match with? Was it Sami Zayn or? Um, I can't uh, remember. I forget who it was yeah. too. But now I'm. I mean, if anybody, let's put it this way: if Vegas were to take bets on this and someone actually put money on Dolph ziggler to beat nakamura they would be the biggest right. dumbasses in the world like right. there's no yeah, like there's no way you're going to hype this guy up and then no. tell him to lose so shinsuke would probably more likely win in you know some sort of type of dramatic fashion and then probably i would say be in the mix you know in the mid cards for about a couple more weeks and then try to go for the Either U.S. Championship or even, you know, WWE Championships based on his popularity after these couple yeah, of matches. Yeah, yeah. You know, I could see that. I mean, he already has a big following as is, so I don't think anybody would mind him going up for the WWE Championship right off the bat, but no, see how uh-huh. he does. Um, the Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles match for the U.S. Championship, that actually has, has turned out to be one of my favorite, like, um, favorite type of, uh, you know, Feuds going on because yeah. Owens and AJ style command a mic very well. Like they, yeah, right, they right. have a their their way and their presence of you know presenting their their feuds at each other has been amazing. Um, so for something that kind of just formed on its own in the past couple of weeks has done really well. And you know AJ always brings you know money to the pay per views and every match he does, but you can expect a, a great match and kind of making up from. Owens losing, what is it, his last two pay-per-views? Or no. Yeah. two. He's lost two out of the last three because he lost to Goldberg. Then he beat Jericho. And then he lost to, um... Or no, he lost to Jericho. and beat. Oh, I forgot. I but should. then one, yeah, the next I won yeah. Won it back year. and stuff like that, so. <clears throat> I don't know. Either way, whoever wins, Owens, AJ Styles, um... I think who, you know, it, it's it's a win win. You know, AJ if he yeah, wins, absolutely. you know he's he's definitely the the good thing is that the Owens with the U.S. title or either AJ will keep the U.S. title as somewhat legitimate, kind of like what Dean Ambrose is trying to do for the Intercontinental Championship on Raw, trying to make it legit. Um, so I think one of those two, either one of those two winning it will legit, you know, make the championship, you know. Something worthy of fighting for.
1: Yeah, it's weird too. I feel like they're really pushing like the United States Championship and the Intercontinental Championship over the well, obviously the Universal Championship, yeah. which is non-existent right now.
0: Probably but we'll even
1: then, yeah. But even in the WWE Championship, I still feel like it's like I I am I would much rather see um, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens. Than gender Mahal Randy Orton
0: right no I agree yeah um, yeah going on to that Randy Orton gender Mahal if I mean I understand why WWE is doing this to uh, you know yeah appease the the um, the the new growing um, fans in India and that part of the world um, but it just see it, it feels so forced. Like it doesn't feel like this was a a feud or anything. Like that. They should have just kind of just made it, you know, made him win like a number one content the make him win the number one contendership match, and kind of just grow from there. But this whole promos that they're doing and use of Jinder Mahal, it's I don't know. It just it doesn't feel like authentic to me, you know. Where Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, you can you can feel that like right. they at least sell that character that feud better. Randy Orton's always been horrible on a mic. He like that guy; he could not act his way out of a paper bag. Um, so anybody that goes up, like you would think, putting him up against Bray Wyatt in that whole storyline would have been great. And that kind of we, you know, yeah, kind of fizzled. said those fall, fizzled and faltered away. Um, so I don't see
1: Randy Orton losing this match to you. No, well. <laughs> I would say no, but like I think the random quick push that Jinder Mahal has gotten um, gives some possibility. But I also like if you look at the buildup, I feel like Jinder Mahal has gotten every, you know, every match leading up to this. Right. I feel like oftentimes when that happens, the opposite person will win. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And honestly, if Jinder, like the only thing I could see, all right. Because you have that Rusev storyline where Rusev won't come and fight on SmackDown unless yeah. he gets a championship match, which we all know the reason behind it is that he's injured and just recovering. Um, right. But because Rusev and Jinder Mahal had beef back on Raw, if Jinder Mahal wins, then Rusev gets his title match. You do I'll that try. and yeah. kind of appease that, that area.
1: Yeah, that makes
0: sense, yep. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. So, really, the only match I'm looking forward to is the Kevin Owens AJ Styles match because I don't know who's going to win. I'm looking forward to the Nakamura match, but I know Nakamura is going to win. So, it's kind of like he, it's going to be good, but at yeah. the same time, it, it better be a hell of a match because everyone knows the, the winner is coming out, you know, who, who's winning this match. You know, it would right. be a shocker if they let Ziggler beat Nakamura in his premiere match. But, hey, it's the WWE.
1: Yeah, so you never know. Yeah,
0: really, it's up to the last second. And then Vince McMahon says, "Uh, let's go the other way. Let's change the script. Right. Um, what's been interesting is that, number one, we haven't seen Stephanie McMahon since WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And Shane McMahon has been missing the past two weeks. Kurt Angle was missing the past two weeks. Daniel Bryan's been missing for one week now, two weeks. It yeah. seems like they're trying to let the the characters drive the show a little bit more. Um, I don't know. Is that do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing?
1: Um, I think it could be a good thing depending on who's kind of pushing the show. Um, I I think Raw did a good job with you know Dean Ambrose and Miz because they're both really good on the mic right you know so that was that was fun to watch that was interesting um smackdown i'm not you know it's okay but i just i don't feel like there's as many there i don't don't know i don't feel like there's as many kind of care and some of it is obviously because it's you know an hour shorter than raw but i mean you do have obviously AJ Styles and Kevin Owens but I think you need to really promote AJ Styles a lot more to yes. really get that brand going
0: yeah I think the, the the diamond in the rough is AJ Styles I think he could be yep. the, the guy especially after what he did you know match-wise with Shane McMahon and stuff and that whole oh, yeah. deal. he's the guy who could really push the show over the edge and and get it back on on top because it seems like for the time being, right now, Raw is actually it's winning out, and it's because of the NXT yeah. guys. I mean, Finn Balor right. coming back. Um, oh, yeah. It's you know, huge. Seth Rollins getting healthier and healthier, and Samoa Joe, Sami Zayn. It seems like they're, you know, all oh, Sami Zayn's on uh, SmackDown, but the NXT guys seem to be running the show now, which is what you wanted. Like, that's the whole purpose of the NXT. And so, SmackDown needs that that same thing they need you know aj styles to run it for a while and then nakamura taking it over right yeah so all right that's basically it we're going to save the next piece of news for next week because not all the information has come out about it and i don't want to tape you know and or oh and um do all this stuff uh, talk about all this stuff, and actually, you know, I'd be wrong about it, and that'd be really embarrassing. So, we'll save it <laughs> for next week um, and talk about that. And hopefully, it all pans out through. So, um, heading into the last couple weeks of the shows here, I think about two weeks of Arrow, two weeks of Flash, uh, four weeks of, you know, four shows of Gotham, and so forth. Um, you know, we kind of talked on this last week but has, has it changed on which show you're you're looking for to ending or you know which one
1: you... i you know it's tough because i honestly i'm not super impressed with any of them right now i mean i don't dislike them don't get me wrong like, right. I obviously still enjoy watching them and stuff like that it has nothing to do with that but i just i don't feel as into them as i have in the in the past seasons you know yeah um like flash was one of those shows especially season one i I was like flash is on this is gonna be awesome and this season it just hasn't done that for me you know i tell you what man
0: i'm literally gonna have to sit and watch flash over again when it goes on netflix because it goes to netflix the like 48 hours after the season finale yeah, I'm gonna sit down and watch this season again because I swear I'm missing something. There's a piece of the puzzle that I missed out on that I haven't picked up on because there's no way this show should be that confusing. So,
1: <laughs> we need to get a flow chart. We need to get one of the boards that they have, the clear ones with the white. Oh my
0: god! That's how I'm gonna start watching the shows now. That's there what everybody go. needs. Just sit there and watch <laughs> the show and start sketching it out on the on the clear boards. There you go. Yep. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm like, it's there's not really a show out there that I'm like, okay, I have to see the season finale of it. I gotta see where it right. ends. So,
1: I mean, I, I think more than anything for me, I would say Arrow mainly because I, I mean, Slade's got to be in it, and that's oh, why yeah. I, I care about. it. I want to see Slade. So, I guess that would be the only really purpose. I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, if they were able to bring Reverse Flash back to the Flash, I would watch. I'd be excited about that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, but. No, I mean, all the shows that I've been watching and stuff like that, it seems like this year, 2016 to 2017, it's just been so so. You know, yep. kind of disappointing all around. Although TV shows are up and up, and a lot of people are watching more television shows, and a lot more shows are getting greenlit, you know, and ordered to, for multiple seasons. So, right. I must be missing out on something. I must need that, that clear board that they have at Star Labs and start drawing. There you things go. Out. See? Start making the all the connections. There, you yep, go. there we go. All right. Well, that's for that's it for Mark and I this week. Um, make sure you check in on all the other podcasts that we have going on with Comic Uno's uh, weekly roundup, uh, and then Nine Panel Grid, and also Ed Douglas's Weekend Warrior column that posts on Wednesday in the afternoon. Um, let us know on Twitter at lrm underscore Michael um, and at lrm underscore Mark. Uh, tell us what your thoughts are for our podcast. What shows should we be watching? What should we should be covering. We're actually going to just kind of revamp the show a little bit in the summertime, since we'll have the summer break with all the multiple shows. Start getting a little bit more of the 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 content pieces of the shows and of the movies, and kind of just start discussing those pieces as well, and kind of expand the show a little bit more and incorporating a little bit more than just T V episodes because it seems like the fans enjoy you guys are enjoying more about um, the the themes of the shows rather than reviews of the episodes. So make sure you sit tight and if you would please go on to um, iTunes and SoundCloud and give us a quick review. Let us know what you think. One star, two star, three star, four star. We love the almighty five star, but you know, just let us know. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. That's it for Mark and I this week. Thanks for
1: listening. See ya.